0: This podcast is from heptagonclub.co.uk and paulcarensa.com. The Heptagon Club. Heptagon Club. Heptagon Club with Paul Carenza Seven guests, seven corners.
1: On this week's show, I've uh, uh, brought a megaphone. This uh, right? Very
2: good. Is everyone having a good time. What yep. is a pixie's favourite drink?
3: If I ever do Graham off again, shall I <laughs> try Crowbar, that, up? that one? Is?
2: And your host, Mr.
0: Paul Carenza.
4: Hello, podcast listeners. Uh, My name is Paul Carenza. Welcome to the Heptagon Club. I hope your Christmases have been merry. Happy New 2017 to you. Uh, May be full of hope and and whatever we need to get through it, basically. Uh, We have many, many comedians for you this week. What a show we have. Um, Most have been not with us before, but this is the Tim Vine episode. Lots of Tim this week, Uh, plus co-short joke merchant Milton Jones, plus uh, Sally Phillips, plus Miranda Hart, and uh, for the Milton and Sally chat, we really have to thank Premier Christianity magazine for arranging that. You can read a transcript of bits of our chat in their January issue, and indeed they have a podcast too, so have a Google. Uh, We've also got a Comedian this week. You may not be uh, familiar with, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, Father Chris Bedding from Perth, Australia. He's a priest and a comedian. Uh, we've also got my good friend Henry Kendall, ever opinionated, with I guess a mix of uh, well, fashion advice and Star Trek reminiscence. We'll go with that. And my wife will be making her debut on this podcast. We've had both of my kids on earlier episodes. So to complete the set, uh, the final voice in my house to be featured... Uh, Apart from Siri, I suppose. Uh, So that should total seven, I think, because that's what we aim for here. Seven guests, seven corners of the club, and you are most welcome. Just sort of stand in the middle of the club and you'll be able to hear all of the conversations buzzing around you. Uh, Beginning this week with Mr Tim Vine. I think you have the shortest name on the comedy circuit, I think. Ha! Well, that's Um, an interesting thought. And if your name was longer, would you have written longer jokes? Well,
1: er... No is the no, answer. Fair no, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Yeah, I, I, feel, I think possibly. But, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, mm. the advantage is the letters can be bigger on a poster.
4: That's true. That's true if yeah. your
1: name's uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, yes,
4: um,
1: you know his, he, you know his shows never really. No, yeah. That's... People had to get too near the poster that's to see it. who was on. A couple of Christmases ago, I had um, I had a joke book out, and the the, the publishers had made these uh, joke. Crackers which mm. had my jokes in them, so right, they had these okay. little boxes. So I took some of them to um, at Christmas Day, and uh, they and everyone they sort of took out the cracker I and mean, with all the family and the mm. nieces and nephews, and um, everyone they read out. I thought, God, it's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> And my brother went, to. that's rubbish, and I said, these are mine. He said, oh, sorry. <laughs> was so it was it... Like, but it was like the, the yeah. ones they'd chosen, I hadn't got to choose the ones right. that were in there. Oh, I know. see. So they just went for them. Yeah, One yeah. of them I remember being just like a sentence, really. Right. But my act's a bit like a sentence. Is, is there, what you get
4: left for? <laughs> if you've not already listened I recommend our earlier episodes well of course I would say that with Miranda and Sally and Milton taking centre stage in those ones subscribe on iTunes if you've not already or join our Facebook group and we will throw info at you about them uh, this I think actually is my favourite episode and if you agree uh, well we now have a donate button on our webpage page. Um, that's the the webpage version not the iTunes version of this podcast so heptagonclub.co.uk there is a little donate button if you if you're so willing uh, but more of that later also news later of our, 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 well, our finite future of this podcast we've got one more episode this series basically and then we're going to be back later in the year uh, for series two
1: so a world record holder as well of yes most... in fact um uh if you were in my house i'd tell yes. you to turn around now <laughs> where and i see, <laughs> well, see you I, brought it with you i brought I it with me yeah. the certificate here Frame it on yeah. our wall here. That's yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah uh 499 jokes in one hour
1: wow that's, That's right, good. yeah. So, but it's uh, one thing I have a slight problem with that certificate is that it doesn't actually say, uh, well, record holder, it just says, certificate, you told 499 jokes yeah. in one hour in front of a live paying audience. As wow. if to say, uh, you know, well done, but uh, anybody do want a medal? <laughs> we should all have one of those
4: after every gig. Just yeah, exactly, say. yeah, just to say what we've done well, with you our lives. told some jokes, yeah. yeah, very good indeed, yeah. Hmm. How
1: do you begin to, because that was without notes, was it? Uh, yeah, well, it, essentially it was, yeah, although I did have, um, you, I heard that you were allowed 20 words as cues. Oh, OK. So I thought to myself, right, well, I've got my existing act, and I'll, uh, just to bump up the numbers a bit, mm. I'll, I'll write down 20 words okay. in preparation, and for each word will lead me to another two jokes. Right. So I thought to myself, right, that card there, that's worth 40 jokes, so I just went to it, you know, at one point. Oh, yeah. But um, there is a little bit of a, it's a bit of a grey area to do with whether or not... You can read it or not, because I think some yeah. people have read their jokes. And, oh, I see. Oh, really? Or at least some oh, people oh, have really? had endless cue cards. Yes, yes. I think I've heard that the current world record is held by someone in India. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, I've not seen it, but but um, whether or not he read it, I don't know. And would that be in, uh, in, not in English, would that be in... Uh, well, that's a good point, yeah. It's... I went to a jumble sale in India. It was a Bring Mumbai. <laughs> There we are. Now, uh, <laughs> um, of course, if you were at the, the Guinness Book of Records and you were sent a tape yes. of someone doing an entire, mm. an, you know, an hour of jokes in yeah. Punjabi, you probably would just assume from the laughs after yeah. it that these were jokes. So, whether That's or not true. you'd you'd get someone to check the whole thing. I know they didn't, I don't think they did anyway, check my thing entirely because uh, mine was filmed and then we, we gave them the tape to, yeah. to check, you know. Um, but on the nights, because there's, it's not always clear exactly how many jokes it is. Now, some people said I did over five hundred. Some people said that I did. So uh, most mm. people who were counting, we had about five different people counting. and They all came up with different numbers. Of course, if you got a topper on a joke, is it sort of? Yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah, is that yeah. two or not? Yeah, you know, yeah. so you know, I, so I, I, I ate this chess set. It was horrible. I took it back to the shop. I said, that's stale, mate." He said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Checkmate." Now, is that two jokes that's or one? one. Two, it sounds like it? It, yeah, it? two, isn't it? But some I I people might two. think that was one. But yeah. but. Um, but anyway, so, the, so we went with the one person who had a conservative estimate of 499 is what we went with. Mm. Um, and then the Guinness Book of Records said, yeah, 499. And I thought, they've not watched all of that.
4: It sounds like a good number, doesn't it? If they said yeah. 500, they, they wouldn't yeah, have yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 499 sounds quite yeah. specific. Yeah, yeah. 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 i wonder as well, You know, if you watch a subtitled film, mm. and if you watch it, so it's German. Yes, um, it's German. It's, it's <laughs> German. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you did. Um, if they, I could read the sub. I got a lot longer to read the subtitles because they're quite long words in German. Yes. If I watch a French subtitle, you haven't got you hardly got time because it's quite a speedy language. So I oh, is wonder, that right? I've never noticed. I that. think so. No. Or Italian yeah. or something is quite um, speedy. I just wonder if you had an Italian comic trying to break this record or a French comic. I mean, it might yeah. be easier than a, a Finnish comedian where the words are. Yeah. long to me. I don't know. I don't know how English measures with the other languages on. Yeah, but well, I've never thought about that, the, but...
1: the competition that was coming well, from well. other languages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's an <gonna>
4: Olympic sport <laughs> now. You see, they're all entering us, You know. I did
1: think of a joke yesterday that may or may not. Now I'm here with you. Yeah. You, you write great jokes. You can tell me whether or not you think this would get a laugh of, of an audience. Can, of course, there's yeah. no way of knowing. Okay, there's no, there's no way exactly. knowing yeah. what you. Yeah. But I thought it was quite. It was quite contrived, which I quite like. Right. Okay. Over contrived. I like contrived. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I said to. Uh, no, hang on a minute. Uh, this bloke said to me. He said, I'm going to put you in a bunker underneath the Germanic state that was abolished by the Nazis in 19, 1934. Right. Actually, beneath, not underneath. Beneath, beneath okay. yeah. There was a, and I said, uh, oh, I'm no good under Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no good under Prussia. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, no, I love it. I'm not sure whether any yeah. Have people even heard of Prussia? <laughs> yeah, or I know. You need, you need a handout before some
4: of these, don't you? Just to yeah. make sure they get the things. Yeah, we, yeah. we
1: do have... A, a, it's a bit of a catchphrase on tour, actually, between, when we're on tour, the three of us in a van, and I'll come up with something, and the tour manager will uh, sort of mutter, another modern reference? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All my references seem to be sort of yeah. either 1970s or the uh, 1930s. You know, I find I do go towards the, the the decade you like the best is kind of uh, mm. I really like the 70s I have a great deal of, sort of nostalgia for the 70s so I, you know I really I'd like to do an entire hour on Charlie's Angels stuff, getting and the six million dollar well, man there you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's then scary. it would look too much like you know yeah. who remembers Spangles wouldn't it you could do that you could do that
5: I've seen Tim Vine going to clubs and things and um, it's rare that we're on the same bill but you know just change atmosphere
4: and this change of atmosphere comes from Milton Jones who is with Sally Phillips we have to thank premier christianity magazine for helping us wrangle them along to the club uh, where milton delightfully wants to talk about tim
5: it changes the type of laughter actually in terms of a sweary old act on in front of uh, stag nights doing a certain type of joke there's a sort of there's an aggression to the laughter then tim comes on and there's there's 30 seconds while everyone's thinking, what's going on? Mm-hmm. These are just jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he's putting cartoons in people's heads. And, and uh, you know, the way he relentlessly hammers it, hammers it, hammers, <laughs> it, hammers it, hammers it. No, you're really, you, you're you not stopping. Are you? <laughs> hammering, hammering, hammering. And the, the, you can tell if you just listen to the laughter without the jokes, you got this is different laughter. Mm. This is more than just people laughing at people being rude to other people. This is putting, uh, it, to my mind, it's a higher level. And if I can achieve that in some way, and it doesn't have to have a message, it doesn't have to be a Tim Vine type joke, but if I can lift people uh, to a place that's better than where they were, mm. then that's still worth doing. It doesn't have to have a great big message.
4: Milton Jones and... Sally Phillips.
0: And I think this is really interesting, and I'm not going to be able to explain why. (laughs) But there's something... uh, Yeah, I mean, I had a a similar experience going to watch Miranda Hart show. When I went to see her live show, and I saw three generations of family, grandparents, parents, Mm -hmm. and kids, all there together, and I heard her from the stage going, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and... I thought, this is me telling you that you are acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And just the release of people having someone the, like a, you know, a major general mm. of the, doesn't matter if you mm. fart, doesn't matter mm. if you fall over on in the middle of the street. Yeah. I've got a little burp coming. Go for it,
4: enjoy, Pick the dream. <laughs> mm. Doesn't
0: matter if you go into a shop and you don't intend to buy anything, you don't have to pretend you're going to buy anything, just mm. exit. Mm. <laughs> yeah you know, st- take down your masks. The freedom that people were feeling from having someone saying that was so immense. Yeah. And, Which is um, why it's really
5: hard to get something like that commissioned. Yeah. Because commissioners, I think, you know, I'm in danger of going down mm. a negative alley, but yeah, sure. in terms of uh, commissioners reading scripts, they won't by and large see that. No. It's like the success. I mean, it's a different thing entirely, but Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah in many ways we're all shrugging going well what? how did that how? get on mm. how did but you can't you know in terms of response it's you can't do response mm. yeah mm.
0: and i think it is that thing of um, uh, preaching a message i don't when mm. i say that i don't mean mark thomas
5: <laughs> yeah mm. i don't
0: mean it because i actually think that becomes very narrow mm. because you're control you're telling everyone what all the different things mean mm. whereas actually tim vine is as you say i mean he is changing Something, but not by telling anyone he's yeah, exactly. yeah. changing anything. Yeah. And Miranda as well, not yeah. by. There's a worldview yeah. there that's informing mm. how people feel and and how they how they live their lives in lots of cases. And with Miranda, there's so many teenage girls mm. who are acting mm. it out. And
5: I think part of it there's a vulnerability to it, and you've suddenly got a leader or someone who's talking who's, who's mm. showing a vulnerability, mm. and people really mm. respond to that. Whereas a lot of aggressive comedy a it's not vulnerable in any way mm. because it you know it's bulletproof and it's attacking soft targets mm. whereas neither Miranda or Tim are doing that
4: and here on episode 6 of 7 is miranda
3: someone told me the other day about how the phrase sixes and sevens came about
4: oh i don't know this
3: and now i can't remember
4: oh, the, neither I never do you never retain
3: okay. facts something about the livery companies okay and they had a rowing race. Oh no, I can't remember. It's one of what? my best anecdotes. Well, I think they had a list of delivery companies one to ten and then six overtook seven and there was a whole argument oh, to in the race. Oh, really? And then it was like, oh, seven. As I say, that's one of okay. my best anecdotes. A good if <laughs> I ever do Graham Norton again, shall I
4: throw bar that, that one in? <laughs>
3: Total winner,
4: <laughs> which is always nice. That Graham will keep and tee you up for that one. Graham yeah, tee like, me up for that so, one. So, uh, so Miranda, yeah, I hear that you've got some information about yeah. um, sixes and sevens.
3: Well, I might even not not mention it to him. I might just throw it. You know, nice, yeah. might be there with Russell Crowe talking about his yeah. latest wife or something. And I yeah. say, just out of interest, just do you know where the phrase Russell? <laughs> Sixes and sevens <laughs> comes from
4: You should interrupt, interrupt him Halfway through yeah. one of his anecdotes uh, One of his really strong yeah.
3: anecdotes Hopefully heartfelt ones yeah. Revealing quite something quite
4: I think you should do that and just walk off then yeah. that's <laughs> Absolutely. It. This, this cannot be bettered you know. The
5: Heptagon Club
0: Seven guests, seven corners The Heptagon Club with Paul Lorenzo
1: Back at the party I've uh, uh, brought a megaphone just so uh, very
4: good. Everyone having a good time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad someone brought that. You know, if they'd all brought it, it would be quite um, frustrating. Darts, you love darts, don't I you? I do love darts, Yeah. yes. Um, yeah. That's that all I have on darts. Yeah, no, no. Well, I've <laughs> got a, we could
1: have a game when, uh, uh, well, if you're at my house. Um, <laughs> yes, <I think. laughs> hey, well, well uh, conveniently, the heptagonal Club has a dartboard. Oh, Maybe fantastic. We'll I've got a darts joke. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw um, Phil the Power Taylor came up to me. He said, uh, how come you put super glue on one of my darts? I said, you just can't let it go, can you? I've changed it. It's the first time I've told It's Phil the Power Taylor. Normally it's Eric Bristow. I was just aware of wanting right, a modern reference. I've heard of so, Eric Bristow. All yeah. oh, right, we <laughs> haven't saying. heard of Phil the Power <laughs> no, Taylor. Exactly. Oh, that would have worked. That's the way of it. Stick with the modern references. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Obviously, you know, good quick jokes is, is your forte. But is, I keep quick. People, yeah. people ask about you know, is there? Do you know what your shortest joke is? Do you is by, like, by a uh, word count or anything? Is it? Uh, or, because well, things like you know, I've got what, the sponge door. Don't knock it. Must be seven. Well, you must be the shortest jokes of all time. Velcro, what a rip off! Is quite short, isn't it? Velcro,
1: what a rip off! Oh, that's, that's, that's five. Rip off is hyphenated as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, I used to do the thing where I would take out some garden shears mm-hmm. out of a um, out of a prop box, and I and I hold them up, and then I go, shears. And I'd put them down again. <laughs> one but that's, word, but that's yeah. one word, but that is with, with a, a that is with a prop with a prop and yeah. a prop. Is the, a word of
4: itself is, yeah a thousand, a thousand words, a thousand yeah, words right? it's, actually a thousand, it's a thousand and one word a thousand and one word <laughs> joke so it doesn't count at
2: all. so that doesn't <laughs> quite
4: work yeah, so a, that's probably your longest that's joke that's my longest ever, yeah, ever yeah, joke yeah, fair yeah, enough is there a longest bit you've ever done is there a long story or anything or I did you? a not long a story I did to read it now for, five years, <laughs> for the next half hour but, <laughs> yeah. um, but yes. how long do you go for
5: difficult to say I usually think if it's longer than three lines it's uh, not me it depends how big the font is of course that's true uh, I've done sort of shaggy dog stories, but there have always been gags in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like eating. When you set off quickly, the pace yeah. you begin with, it's really hard to slow it down. Yes. So, I mean, where short bits have work for me is on TV and things, because you can go bang, 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 and you're in, and you're out. You've chucked a grenade and, and mm. got out quickly. And that's great. And if you're a long storyteller, it's much harder mm-hmm. Um, but then doing an hour and a half show—that's a lot of jokes. Mm, of course. Um, so that's what I find harder to pace yeah. things. When it's um, things like
4: Mot the Week, then um, it looks—is it—is it fair to say that it seems like you are doing something completely different to the others, or is it not as simple as that? Is it sort of—it looks like you're almost doing a different show. Yeah.
5: Right? Well, yeah. In a way, I'm not a team player. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> You know, I've said before, it's yeah. um, one of them will say one, one of them will say two, one of them will say three, and I'll say fest. Right, okay. And there's a lot of, you know, just going clunk. But actually, mm. well, this is my excuse, is that the editors quite like that, because it's good yes. to have something like that to end it's on. Punctuation, suppose, it's punctuation. It's punctuation. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason I do it. It's good, of course. Wow. Yes. It's good it's to help, help them out. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, when I was first asked to do it, I thought, is this the show for me, really? Mm. I'm not sure. but I've seen Stuart Francis do it. And I thought, well, if he can do it, then maybe I yeah, might be able to... Uh, mm. And yes, a lot of what I do is pre-formed or half-formed before mm. I do it. Um, but I think, if anything, it's worked for me because I'm not doing what the others are doing. And it's just given a bit of variety. I think what serves comedians quite well insofar as would you really want to see half an hour of any one of those all at once? OK, yeah, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. so, us all doing little bits... It's sort of a bit like um, a buffet where you're having, you know, your cheese and then your meat and then your potatoes or whatever it is, and
4: mixing it up a bit. So from Mock the Week to another panel show, Would I Lie to You? Now, my wife has a brilliant theory on Would I Lie to You? (laughs) She's really good at spotting these things. And it would be rude not to have her here now. Hello, my wife. Hello. 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 What's your theory on Would I Lie to You?
6: It's not that brilliant. It's brilliant. It is
4: brilliant. What is your theory?
6: (laughs) Although I'm right most times. It's... um that when the guest comes in
4: Right, so this is the uh Sorry, uh, yeah. Do you no what is it? This, is mine, this, it? Is, my, this th- is mine. They know
6: someone, so one of the panel knows yeah. someone.
4: And one tells the truth and the other two lie, don't they? Yes. So it's kind of which is telling the truth. Yeah. And you have got it right every time. We've seen probably every episode, I think.
6: Well you see, I can tell by their body language who knows the person who comes in because um they look down and this is before anyone even says anything. They've literally just walked in.
4: They look um, down. Yeah. Yeah.
6: They look away from the person as they come in and everyone else looks at them because they they don't know who's going to come through the door. So they're looking around expecting... So they're being
4: polite. It's the first time you're meeting them. But they're also or... being
6: interested in what's happening. That's whereas true. the person who who knows the person...
4: Looks away. Looks away. Because ah, they
6: guilt. think... No, it's not guilt, it's just that they know who it is, very there's enough, no surprise.
4: Do you not think they're deliberately covering it up though? Is there a bit of like, oh well, if I don't look at them, we won't exchange yeah, eye Yeah, there's a bit of that, wink.
6: there's a bit of that I think, yeah, yeah. very yeah. interesting, but it generally works. It does,
4: I don't think you've ever got it wrong.
6: Well, maybe once or maybe twice. once or twice,
4: but mostly. When
6: everyone looks down, but that's very <laughs> That's
4: true, <laughs> they all just, oh, don't like the look of that person. Um... And also because it well, not the same thing, but murder mysteries—you generally get murder mysteries right.
6: Yeah, but that's for different reasons.
4: But it's still reading people, isn't it? It's yeah. Still, and like *Usual Suspects*, you got, got it within ninety seconds well, of that it starting. Yeah. Well, here's what's happened. here. I knew
6: exactly. Who and that then was.
4: it was ninety minutes of you saying, "I told you, I told you, <laughs> <laughs> I told you." <laughs> I eat badly a lot. Hmm. Do you have to make a real effort to not eat bad? Do you eat you know, on the road?
5: Uh, you have all the best intentions to begin with, and yeah. someone could actually make a killing if they had hot, healthy food available at service stations. Yeah, yeah. But it's always hot and unhealthy, isn't it? 11 o'clock at night would be ideal. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, I guess we eat at unhealthy times. Um, mm. But it, I don't know, it probably doesn't hurt to do that occasionally. It's but when you're on a long mm. night after night. Binge, uh, or if you're at a hotel, there was a cooked breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're doing, you know, a, a nice tour, there'll be people to see afterwards for a drink. Mm. It's just one unhealthy mm. marathon and uh, where well, you put on weight. So, and, and then also in that same regime, it's very difficult to do regular exercise. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah.
5: So it all compounds itself. Um, and then you have to do a crash afterwards. That's true, that's true. Uh, so no, I don't think no, there is an answer. It, yeah, Unless yeah. you have your own private chef. I, yeah, way.
4: I've done some comedian car shares where they actually, there's some really, particularly ones nowadays who are starting out with career plans and 5 oh, year plans. Oh and, dear. yeah, dear. You know, and they, they bring this freshly home-prepared, organic... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Picture yes. in the back seat and it's big bag of apples. I think this isn't the spirit. Come no
5: on, can... It doesn't endear do yourself to anyone else, does yeah. it? Put
4: it next to the KFC bag. Come yes, on, yes, we can do yes, this. Yes. As wife of a comedian, as a comedy widow, as we call them, yeah. you. <laughs> is there any hope? How can comedians eat well on the road? Eat nuts. Eat nuts. Thanks. Same to you. <laughs>
6: <laughs> um. You can. You can. Cook something healthy like a like yeah. a stew, or you can get your wife to do it like oh, you, you do, get, that's true. and then put it in a, a warming that's device true. like a thermos. Yes. Or for lower maintenance snacks, you can just eat cheese and salami. Yeah,
4: but you can't and have a gift. It's 10 11 o'clock at night, everywhere's closed, okay. not any dinner.
6: Okay, you like kebabs. I like a kebab. Eat the kebab, but don't eat the chips.
4: Eat the kebab, but not the chips. Yeah. So a nice donna meat.
6: And no sauce. Nice donna meat, and non
4: bread. Lots of mild chilli. Oh. You
6: can have the chilli, just yeah. not the sugary bit. Okay. And then you'll lose weight in no time.
4: Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's become a lecture very quickly.
5: <laughs> you did ask. All right, fair enough. There's someone like Leon or someone like that. Do you know the, the oh, yeah. chain, which is mainly in mm. London, you can get quite nice healthy food. But mm. how often do you want healthy food? I
4: never feel like it. Yeah. do 11 o'clock at night after a cook, do you? No, yeah. you
5: can only have chicken salad so many times. Yes. And then you need something and also I don't know about you when i'm away and um, working i look forward to food and drink too much true yeah and so it becomes a highlight yes and therefore you eat more
4: than you should i also used to find that if i had a, um, a really a good gig or a really good gig yeah. i think i'm going to reward myself i yes. feel great yeah have a big sloppy yes, yes. kebab pizza Yes. And if I have a bad gig, I think, oh, I need to feel better about myself. <laughs> I need to go and eat a big sloppy kebab pizza. So yes. it's, just, it's just the middle 10% yes, it, where yes, I think yep. actually I now just feel like a chicken salad. Yes, no, I never, ever <laughs> feel like a chicken salad. No, that doesn't
5: ever really happen,
4: does
1: it? just done this the, the show, uh, Tim Timiny, Tim Timiny, Tim, Tim Tim to You, um, which is a stand-up show. And I kind of, partly probably because I'm sort of shying away from having to um, write another one, I've been really doing it... Uh, Vlogging it for all it's worth. <laughs> I think I've done it about 110 times. Or right. Like okay. That. So, uh, but it's it's yeah. you know as long as people keep coming to watch it,
4: I suppose mm-hmm. uh, that means people want to watch it. Um, I, I like to think you've got a big list somewhere of of all your future um, Tory show titles. You know the. Uh, well, I thought yeah, there have been the a few. The, yeah, the,
1: Panorama. That the, one never yeah. got used. <laughs> okay. I thought Panorama would be good up against because Jeremy at the time was uh, Jeremy, my brother Jeremy, yeah. was hosting Panorama, and so I remember being at. A, a, at One of these meetings where TV people look at you clearly thinking about something else, and uh, and I said um, I said I got this idea for a show, Panorama. You put it on the same time as Panorama, and uh, you know the yeah. PR writes itself. And they that's said, good. "What's it about?" And I said, "Well, I said never mind that." <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Panorama, come on, you know, yeah, yeah. People, uh, in fact, the Tim Timiny, Tim Timiny, Tim Tim, 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 Tim Tim to you, James Acaster came up. Oh, really? Did that for me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ah, we see. were in. Uh, at Melbourne Comedy Festival and they were, I was being chased for a title and I had Panorama as a possibility and also Scottish Independence was another oh, very because good. at the time was, but they both sounded a bit too like they might be political you know so I've always got the
4: um, uh, have you seen Joe Lycett's show time? oh yeah
1: no I like them yeah yeah yeah, very yeah, good. yeah. that's the way aha
4: aha Joe, Joe Lycett. Lycett yeah yeah no I like that <laughs> so a lot that's very yeah. good um, and oh, I, I'd be remiss of me not to mention speaking of Edinburgh festivals and things mm. the year that you didn't go but sent a poster of yourself
1: oh yeah was, yeah um,
4: 2006 was it oh there you go
7: yeah
4: um, how, how do you so the poster was saying Tim Vine tomorrow. it
1: basically yeah. said yeah it said uh, Tim Vine it was very very big I think the scale of the poster was the, the main attraction mm. for me it was yeah. this enormous thing about the size of, it, like the side of it a bus. Was big. Yeah. It was big.
4: Did you ever even see it? Because you weren't up there. I, saw, so. I didn't
1: see it live, no. I, no, I yeah. saw photos of it. I
4: saw it daily as a nice <laughs> reminder of uh, walking to my venue. That I was lying but, in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, thinking, I should have not been here this year. That would have been a great idea.
1: Yeah, no, um, really, it actually cost about four grand, I think. Yeah. How did you
4: go from the? So you had that idea. Did you well, just, no, did no, you it was the think... year before. I was there the year before.
1: Right. And Ahmed Jalili had that that. Poster mm. sites, oh, yeah. and it was so vast. Mm. And I and I said to a promoter who also promoted Omid, I said, oh, please, "Look at that; that's absolutely Please, can I bagsy that yeah. for next year? That post, and he said, yeah, you're right." <laughs> and um, so, so then so I, I sort of bagsyed it, and then I didn't have a show. Right. <laughs> so, I I was, so I don't, I don't know that. how we sort of we ended up going. Well, let's put a poster up anyway. I don't quite know. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be. I was going to do a whole slight nod to. To Al Murray, actually, with it, because it was going to say, well, I think it was going to say, Tim, gentlemen, please. Right. Um, and a white vine for the ladies, or something like that. Uh, was, oh, very yeah, good, yeah. very
4: good, very good. Yes,
1: yeah. Do you, how do you decide, whether well, you decide think I've got to write something else. Pretty <laughs> much.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> the, the, dip, the thing is with me, because I've not got a, a fan base, I have no one who watches me on stage, basically. Ah. So, But as a result, I'm just doing, you know, my, my shows are new to whoever's there. But you so, get
1: but how do you decide when if you're going to get a new show for Edinburgh do you do you, a new show for yeah which way around do you do do you say all right I'll do Edinburgh mm. and then start panicking and write the show or do you go oh I've got a show
4: here but it take you to Edinburgh I, I suppose I leave it long enough that both have sort of happened right you know, okay. I, I don't yeah. haven't done it every year for a while now yeah um, and I went this year but I won't go for two years now just to get right. that stuff for a show yeah but um Oh you, you went this year I did go there, just the first ten days oh, great. Know, and it, it felt so I think like, I know that because we probably yeah. exchanged texts now I think of it but it was it, I don't know I, I think it's going to be all or nothing it felt like leaving a party early you know, yeah like yeah day, so um, that must be uh, yeah it's weird going for the first 10 as well well I partly did that because um, I want. To, I knew in the, you go to the last 10 you get tempted to do all the parties and that well that's time. it I suppose then, yeah. then it
1: really does feel like you're leaving a party <coughs> well true Yeah. have the same time as everyone else mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes
4: exactly yes. arriving you're arriving late, late yeah yeah, yes, yeah.
1: Yes. that's probably worse but, it's probably better to arrive late at a party and leave with everyone else than it is to arrive at the same time and leave early true yeah although I did quite enjoy that
4: smug feeling of going right bye bye now, have fun with your lost voices now and uh, that was quite nice
1: yeah because 10 days is right smack in the middle isn't it everyone is in that no man's land of they can't see the end
4: or the beginning absolutely good luck to you we went home had a holiday came back people are still there so um, it was a bit (laughs) like that but um but no, it's. A, I've got a love hate relationship with Edinburgh. It's, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I am as well. I, think I love it more than it loves me. But it's one of those <laughs> you think keep coming back. You know. That's Tim Vine on the Edinburgh Festival, and this is Miranda Hart. Would you go back to Edinburgh Fringe ever?
3: I flip between yes, it'd be fun because it's a wonderful creative hub, hmm. and you can be experimental and and um, be surrounded by fabulous people. But flip side, it's sort of exhausting Mm. in a way that's kind of indescribable isn't it it's an assault on the senses you see i'm a real introvert so i find i realize now why i found it so sapping.
4: right yes constant people it is full on isn't it
3: yeah um so i'd probably like to go and visit for five days Mm. see some stuff and retreat yes i don't know about performing there again maybe Uh, is it a place where you could try stuff out? Or do you think if you'd been off of the telly, you'd be, there'd be too much attention? That's it, the tricky thing. This is place. the thing.
4: In theory, it's a great place to try things out. Yeah. And probably there must be people who, who, who have been off of from the telly and tried Close stuff, stuff out, out. And then got it's OK, just trying stuff out. It's Edinburgh.
6: Yeah, I don't know.
3: I I have such fond memories. The thing is, I went for 10 years.
4: Right. 10
7: years,
3: is it? I was really it? struggling yeah. to get work. So I, it's sort of a really... Mm. The memory is both wonderful and... T- you know, tough. Mm. Right? Thinking, is this ever going to happen? And trying to get people's attention. And agents saying they're coming and no they won't. Way. And doing your press. Mm. And you know, the memories are quite. <laughs>
4: I do remember seeing your posters and flyers and things up there to say show. I didn't see the show, unfortunately. Yeah, thanks um, a lot. But t- sorry, sorry to rub <laughs> I that had in. Three there. people in every <laughs> so, day. You didn't but come. I remember know- knowing of you as an Edinburgh Fringe regular.
3: Well, that's the thing. Um, it does help get your name within the industry. Mm. You become even like you say even people don't see your show mm. then you then you're yes. like going hi i'm trying to get into <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> by doing yes by putting my poster on. i think i had a quote one year from arabella weir which really helped
4: oh, okay yes
3: who i'd met on an advert and all right. that kind of thing you're just constantly building a next, little bit it? Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah yeah and then because yeah. then you did hyperdrive and things like hyperdrive that, and, that was um, my
3: first main role. that's when i could give up Temping. Right. I haven't yeah. temp since, which I'm very lucky.
4: Ah, Hyperdrive, an underrated sci-fi sitcom from uh, several years ago. You know, I watched Hyperdrive... And uh, we were just starting to write series one of Not Going Out at the time. And uh, I was there with Lee Mack, who was writing it, but also casting at the same time. He said, we need a funny guest actor as an acupuncturist. And I suggested Miranda, who I'd seen in Hyperdrive. And she got the part, became a regular on Not Going Out. And the rest is history. I'm taking full responsibility, basically, for that little corner of her TV success. Um, apart from, it's all her, basically. But, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have a hand in these things. Um, now, from the TV sci-fi of Hyperdrive... To Star Trek, um, one I've never actually seen. I've never actually seen any, any Star Trek. I've seen a couple of the films. All right. uh, No, I've seen none of the films. I've seen Spaceballs. That's what I've seen. I've seen Spaceballs. Much to the shock of my old pal, Henry Kendall, who is, I think it's fair to say, a bit of a Star Trek fan. And he's in a very noisy corner of the club. So do bear with us. We're only chatting for a minute or so.
7: Why should we watch Star Trek? Uh, Because it is bringing out everything that is good in humanity. Um, In in the, the world that surrounds us that is, is trying to drag us into the dark ages it is a shining beacon of what we can be
4: and if I wanted to go I'm going to I've never seen Star Trek as
7: a TV <laughs> series yes I've where seen, do you start so where do I begin uh, well it's too long because there's, there's, there's getting on for 550 hours worth of TV and films uh, what you should do is start at the beginning and start with the original series next generation DS9 Voyager, Enterprise and just watch it all best episode ever Best episode ever, unequivocally, best of both worlds, it's a two-part uh, spanning uh, the end of season 3 and season 4 of Star Trek Next Generation, where Captain is abducted and transformed into a binary zombie, and with uh, hilarious Christmas, which it is the best episode. And the best film is Star Trek Nemesis, there is your recommended reading of Star Trek.
4: Well, it's time for our regular bring a bottle moment. It's only polite to bring something to the party. If not a bottle, then maybe something else. In previous weeks, we've asked you to rate us on iTunes or join our Facebook group or buy a book from one of our many guests. Um, this week, we are asking if you would give something back to us. The one week we're going to ask. We will only ever ask you one episode uh, per series, and this is series one, Um If you would consider pinging us some dosh, we do now have a donate button. It's on the right-hand side of the page of each episode, if you're looking at it, on heptagonclub.co.uk, where it's uh, hosted there via Podbean. So it's not on the iTunes version, but the non-iTunes website version uh, does. If you would consider donating to us, by which I mean me, because there's no one else, it's just me, which makes it all the more needy really to have a bit of help if you'd consider pinging some pound hour i mean my way uh, because this has um cost me money uh, not just for hosting this online which costs a fair quid um, but also a fair amount of travel um i know all of the guests are housed in this wonderful seven sided club that we're in <clears throat> uh, but in most cases i have also some reason had to visit their houses across the land uh, for, for administrative purposes so uh, all that travel i am a bit out of pocket with this podcast which is fine i don't mind doing that But I'm not asking for the earth. But if you have enjoyed it and fancy bunging over whatever a pound an episode or, you know, a tenner for the whole series of of seven episodes, if you really enjoy it, that would be fantastic. More, of course, if you particularly want to keep us afloat, in which case you earn the right to a name check if you would like it and you become a Heptagon Club life peer. Yes, we will call you Lord or Lady, whichever your preference. Um, if, If you can go into double figures, that would be definitely a promise we would we would keep to you. We only have one more episode this series. Um, Each series has seven episodes for some coincidental reason. So a series two will appear later in the year, hopefully. Basically, I'll be far more inclined to get it made sooner and faster if anyone has chucked in some coin our way. So if you would care to donate... You'll be ushering along series two all the quicker. Uh, Heptagonclub.co.uk and then the donate button on the right if you would consider you star you. Thank you very much. Now, our seventh guest uh, this week is a comedian you probably won't have heard of unless you're Australian and possibly from Perth. He's a stand up, he's an improviser. And he's a full-time priest. So, Father Chris Bedding.
2: Yeah, hi. It's great to be with you. Thank you for being
4: uh, here and and in this country, because you're not from this country, are you?
2: No, I'm an Australian. I I live in Perth, Western Australia, but I was raised in Sydney, which is on the East Coast. Uh, I've lived in Perth for seven years, and uh, in that seven years, Perth has improved dramatically. Right. We now have in Perth the world's third largest fringe festival. Yes. So if you're a fringe performer and you and I'm not just saying this if you're looking for a place to perform, come to Fringe World Festival in Perth. It'll yeah. blow your mind.
4: Because you are uh, your title is Father Chris Bennington. So presumably that's
2: you I'm, a, are a I'm an actual priest, an yeah, actual like priest. An, an Anglican priest. You were, so I have to always clarify that an Anglican priest and a performer. You are Yeah, So I I'm a stand-up comedian. So I work the the local circuit. I don't do a lot of uh, outside of my own state because it's hard to tour. Yeah, course, when you're yeah, also yeah. you know the vicar. And uh, yeah. what else do I do? I'm an improviser. So, right. Okay. Um, does, does that uh, include Sermons? Sermons I do not improvise. improvise See here's the problem. When you're a comedy priest, Mm. people are like, oh I must come to your church sometime. (laughs) And I say, well, if you're looking for a laugh, don't bother, because that's not like I'm not I'm not trying that out. And nobody likes I well I maybe they do, but I don't want to be that Clergyman who's doing gags on Sunday morning. So which came first for you then? Is it? I was a priest first, so I was stupid, uh, stupid young when I was ordained. So I was was a deacon at 23. Right. Uh, So I was in uh, my first ministry job was at 19. Right. So I went into ministry stupid young, Mm. because everyone said to me, uh, "Go and get life experience. Go and get life experience." And you know what? You get actually more life experience in the first week in this job right. than you do, like waiting tables or you know backpacking through Europe yeah. is all very nice. Yeah, but actually, you want life experience. Become a priest when you're really young, and also learn how to deal with a lot of idiots. Right, like a lot of idiots. Right, that's okay. probably okay. the key qualification for the modern day priest yeah. dealing with idiots uh, and beautiful. Wise, kind people of sometimes course, as well, course. but a lot of you. Like,
4: that's a nice bit of rare wisdom to get. You know, yeah. be prepared to deal with idiots. <laughs> you that, know, yeah, it's nice, um, you don't hear yeah. that often, enough. No, it's yeah. uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing the stand-up or the improv yeah. type things, how did you get into it? What did you yeah, sort of? Sure,
2: think? And I'd always said I ca- you cannot combine being a priest and stand-up yeah. comedy. You just cannot do that. But I was in. I was doing a short-term job mm. um, working for the Ecumenical Movement, and I thought, well, now is the time. So I went and I and and did a competition. Mm. Uh, And then as I started to get a bit of profile uh, and started doing some radio work, I was like, maybe I should talk to the bishop about this. Right, okay, yeah. Sort of sound sound him out. Yeah. And then I... This is true. Then I went, no, no, I'm not going to do that. It's actually yeah I'm actually just going to pretend like this is really normal and like nothing's odd about this and it's funny because none of I mean I have an archbishop and and an area bishop and none of them have even ever raised the issue Right. Uh, even when I've done like TV and stuff they're like they just don't just, right. it, it's, it's kind of like I have a disease or something, yeah, and yeah. they're too polite to mention it. Yeah.
4: Father Chris Bedding there. Uh, two more vicars next week, in fact, in Reverends Kate Botley and Richard Coles, both stars of the telly box. Uh, like many of the people still buzzing around this week, including Milton.
5: I think to uh, people who do stand up, quite often there's an element of... There isn't really much else I could do. Well, you have to be desperate enough. You know we yeah. know all the people like John Bishop and mm. Dave Spikey, they had proper jobs.
2: Yes. And yes. it took
5: them longer it did, didn't it? Yeah. to make the jump. Yeah. And mm. there's something about having to do it mm. that makes you get on and do it. And having kids and stuff like that, you suddenly think, right, this, this has got to work now. Yeah, right. true. I need to make this happen. And uh, there's a, I often compare it to doing uh, to rugby tackle. If you go in going, oh dear, this might hurt, mm. you will get hurt. Right. But if you just give it 100%, you may break your next tree, you, but more often than not, it won't hurt because you're so committed to winning the ball that you barely notice the pain.
2: Yes. So I think the, the same is sort
5: of true of stand-up.
2: I did not write this joke. Okay. I, I taught a comedy workshop with a yeah. gifted and talented program in a school. Okay. In a state school uh, where students opted in to do a, a comedy program. Mm. And I was brought in as the guest kind of tutor for a couple of weeks. And this little boy uh, who is about nine, mm. his name is Drew, right. wrote this joke. Okay. And I think it's one of the best jokes. Okay, hit me. That I have heard. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. What... Yep. Is a Pixie's
4: favourite drink. What is a Pixie's favourite drink? I do not know what is a Pixie's
2: favourite drink. Sprite. Oh. Ooh, that's, oh, that's all. You see how clever that joke know, is, it is for an eight-year-old? That's good. Yeah, isn't it? That And is I, it took me, I did that moment where I went, uh, oh my yeah, god.
1: Nice. I went to the Goblin Library. I said, where do you keep your books? He said, Shh elves. <laughs> <laughs> but um I've got another one of. Uh, of uh, went to, I went to this I uh, was in this hospital and I, and I saw this this pixie and he was elated well his was pixelated, so I couldn't see his face that's a little extra <laughs> one I said uh, I said are you here to give blood he said I'm not allowed to give blood I said why not he said I've got too much hemoglobin
4: well you've got one more visit now to the very noisy corner uh, but bear with it uh, for just a minute where my friend Henry resides quietly judging the dress sense of all of our guests Henry Kendall yes what trousers are
7: you wearing I'm not wearing jeans how many people here are wearing jeans? 98%. That's a lot of people. Why should we be not wearing jeans? Well, I think, as ever, with these things, you have to look at it in historical context. Right. Uh, the garment itself, presumably, begins like as a utilitarian type garment. One would have to acknowledge this fact, considering how many people went. They must be easy to wear, comfortable, go with everything. I would probably say go with nothing. Uh, So that's good isn't it? There's good reasons for jeans. Those are good reasons but they seem to rub up oppositely. to uh, what seems to be the modern phenomenon of wanting to differentiate yourself very slightly, but yeah. with also basically. So, individuality and expressionism, is, and whatever. I and, and, and people want to do that, and they, they do it within a, in a controlled yeah. Yeah. environment, but they do it, and the top half is very different. But men and women, it transcends the gender. Men and women are doing this gene thing all um, over the place, and they're basically all the same skinny, but. They still they still uh, is that how are we expressing individuality through skinny boot cuts? Well, that's, that's the only way of doing it. Because, what jeans what, I do you wear? You're suddenly limited by colour because uh, basically they've got to be blue or, or incremental shades around there. So it's, it's 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 a skinny or not. And they have, they what do you think to a red jean? Put a red jean Well, yeah. is is a mark of, a of so individual that it's a little bit wacky. Is it too much? The less said about them, the better. And you don't see it much, and there's a. Good but in that case, all your blue jean is better than um, uh, yes than going too crazy with the jean colours, isn't it? In that a blue jean is better than being stabbed in the face. Okay. The fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but I encourage all listeners uh, to look about them underneath the waist. Okay. Whenever they're in public places, because it is quite extraordinary the common, the, the uniformity and, and uniform is a good word. Yes, to use uh, the uniform of the, the, the 21st century person male that yeah. is uh, so common if we wore jeans on our top half it would be more indigestion well, if everyone was wearing denim shirts of very uh, slight shades of blue or tight or billowing yes. it would look extremely strange
4: sorry Henry there are plenty of jeans at this party including in a mo our theme tune is called blue jeans which is very inappropriate given your patriot for that particular trouser. Uh, Rob Halligan's theme tune always concludes our party. I do like parties,
1: and I, I like this one particularly. I like, Do you know what I like? It's that, that lovely hubbub you get at parties. And I can hear it now, just all around me. I love it. Mm. Great. And the sort of clink of wine glasses. I got home the other day, actually, my horse was drinking a glass of wine. I said, what's that? He said, it's a chardonnay. But uh, yes, that's why I like the hubbub. It sort of covers <laughs> yeah, it.
4: Exactly. It's absolutely fine. Exactly. There's more hubbub next week. Uh, thanks to all my guests this week Sally Phillips, Milton Jones, Tim Vine, Miranda Hart, Henry Kendall, my wife, uh, Father Chris Bedding, who has a double act show called Pirate Church. It's uh, pirates doing church, I think. Uh, and that is Taught Australia. He'd love to make it international. If anyone fancies a gander at that, have a Google. Uh, speaking of which, uh, thank you to Premier Christianity magazine and podcast uh, for helping us with the Milton and Sally chat. Do Google them. You can get a free copy of their magazine. And further speaking of church and clergy and things, next week our final episode of the series has two vicars, possibly our two most well-known, certainly via the teddy box. That's Reverends Richard Coles and Kate Botley. Plus a Muslim writer and speaker Abdul Raymond Malik comedians like Juliet Burton all are on our final episode of this seven episode run hey
3: anybody said to you today. But
4: for now, our theme music Rob Halligan's Blue Jeans Sorry, Henry, I uh, didn't really like Blue Jeans earlier, but that's, uh, that's that's different Do rate us on iTunes if you can Join our Facebook group, give, donate if you are able Fancy tracking us something for our trouble And may I be the very last to wish you a happy New Year, I'm sure I won't be the last There's always one or two in February or March Just can't resist Bye!